Lost Out Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Cassaberry, and I'm here with my good friend, Rachel McKenzie. Howdy doody. She's over here because she wants to talk about um, her experiences and her life's journey of figuring out, you know, how best to live, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, right? Or just how, how you've been able to, to progress in your life given what everything that you've been through because everybody goes through something you yeah. know mm-hmm. and so how you're staying so optimistic with through what like everyone's struggling with certain things and some people get hung up on those for a long time but you're actively working to be better in yourself and yep. do better in you know every asset well every way of living you know aspect aspect oh, yeah that's a, that's a word i don't know why I la- that lost me but anyway so go ahead and tell us a little bit about you so that we can have a little bit of context into what we're going to be talking about. So I was born and raised in Hawaii. Nice. I'm only 29 years old. I didn't know they were around the same age. Yeah. I didn't. I never asked your age. I'm not allowed to ask ladies their age. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but yeah, I'm 29. I grew up with um, two loving parents, an older brother and a half-sister. Um, my family is absolutely amazing. I come from a huge Filipino family. Really? Filipino? Yeah, yeah. I'm half Filipino. Um, my dad is an accountant. My mom is a counselor, professor at a community college. She's retired now. Go mama. That's Um, awesome. I want to be a counselor. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up in a very comfortable lifestyle, yet I, I've gone through things that, most people shouldn't have to experience in their life. Yeah. Um, and it's no one's fault but my own. You know, I wanted to grow up. Wow, that's crazy that you take that kind of responsibility. Yeah, that's I wanted... A, it's really hard to find right I now. I wanted to grow yeah. up when I was 14, and I tried my damnedest to, and I just keep on keeping on. You think it was because you weren't ready at the time, or were you just rebellious against... I was rebellious. Okay. I, you cannot chain me. You cannot keep me in a cage. I am a free bird. Um, the more you try and cage me, the more I lash out, the more... I, I'm the type of person I will do things 20 times because you tell me not to and take extra pictures <laughs> and videos. That's the truth. That has a lot, Yeah, that's that, that carries weight. A lot of people have that, and they continue to have that. But, yeah. So, you... Where did so where did you you grew up in where what part of the world did you grow up in? You I said? grew up in Hawaii. In Hawaii, mm-hmm. so you grew up, born yeah. and raised, born and raised Hawaii. All right. Um, got married when I was eighteen to my first husband. He was Navy. Um, shortly after getting married, I found out I was pregnant with my first son. Um, he's ten now. What up? And then um, we got divorced a few years later. Um, I. We got stationed in Virginia, and then he got out of the Navy, and we moved to Louisiana, because that's where my ex-husband is from. Um, And we tried to make it, just, I worked at PetSmart, and he got whatever job he could. Um, I think he was, like, fixing washing machines and appliances and stuff. Um, And he got a really good contracting job in New Orleans, and... I didn't experience, like, the party life like New Orleans, so I kind of fell into that. Um, And that's where we decided to get divorced and all that stuff. And um, 
Yeah, and then after that, it was kind of just me being on my own from 21 to 29. Um, when I was 23, I found out I was pregnant with my second son. Um, I was four months pregnant when I found out, and my boyfriend at the time left when he found out I was pregnant. I thought... And it was his? It was his. Wow. I thought very hard about not having my son. Oh, wow. Um, I considered it on a daily basis for about three weeks. Um, and I did a lot of drugs. I drank a lot because I just didn't know how to cope with it. And one day I woke up and I felt great. I felt amazing. And I was like, it's meant to be. Mm. That, this that kid, was it. That there was, was a, it. There was no divine revelation nope. or anything like that you're nope. just you woke up you just felt at peace about everything yeah really? i i was given this blessing mm. that i didn't think was a blessing at the time but i just woke up one day and i was like you know what this is me That's and i'm crazy. gonna do it and my parents were like if you are going if you choose to keep this baby and like really keep it and raise it and yeah. not give it up for adoption or anything, you are going to do it by yourself. Oh, really? Yep. I bought. Why is that though? What do you? I mean, if if you don't mind going into that, cause um, that that's a for 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 parents to not support like that's pretty rough. Man. Like my my parents, you know, I lived in their house when I was pregnant, mm -hmm. but I bought everything for my son. Yeah. I worked up until the day I got induced. Like I I've always worked. I've been working since I was fifteen. Yeah, I know you can I know you're a hard worker for sure. Yeah. And so I, I was just like, okay, that's fine. This is my decision. I'm doing this. And I did. And my sister came with me to all my birthing classes. Um, my sister was there in the delivery room holding my hand when I got my epidural. Um, when I was pushing everything, my sister was the one that was there for me. Yeah, she, um, she was your support system. Yep. Where, like my parents didn't, weren't like, oh God, our daughter, our youngest daughter is pregnant. So we're going to like hate her. So they didn't her. like ostracize you no. per se or like, yeah, like basically I renounce you as my daughter kind of. Yeah, not like, nothing like really that. Thing. It was just kind of like very, very limited support. Yeah, they, yeah. they were. And it was only like moral support. At best. Pretty much, you know? Yeah. You know? And Emotional. it was funny because when I was pregnant with Monroe, he would kick, kick, kick. My dad would put his hand on my stomach and he'd keep kicking. As soon as I, like, grabbed my mom's hand to put it put it on my stomach, he would stop kicking. <laughs> like, it was cra every single time. Every mm. single time. It was crazy. Because my mom, I, I knew that my mom was just like, fuck, man. She like, wasn't putting out the vibe. No. Man. Like, she was just like... I can't believe it. Like, my daughter's actually going to have a baby. And I did it. Like, I did the maternity leave. Once six weeks hit, I put him in daycare by myself. And I did the single mom thing. I bought my first car by myself. I Like, down payment, everything. Made the payments on it. Took care um, of business. I took care of business. Strong, independent woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try. Well, hey, man, it's not, it's not. No, that's the thing is I'm not trying to like. A lot of people were like, oh, this, that, that is empowering. Knowing what you're capable of, mm -hmm. that's something that that's something to be revered, I guess. You know, like that's that's impressive because a lot of people, 
or have struggled just trying to clean their room for God's sake, you yeah. know, let alone take care of that level of responsibility that you had, oh, yeah. but you struggled. You didn't just give up and you, you saw what you were capable of. And that's what's kept you going. I think, you know, from, and I mean, I'm oh, pretty sure I've that's self evident. I've so. had my, my days, you know, I have depression and anxiety like yeah. that. I take medication for, and I had really, really down days where I didn't want to, I would drop my son off at daycare and just sit at home and do nothing and just lay in bed all day and not want to do anything, not want to talk to anybody, anything like that. And, and it was hard, but, and no one really helped me through that. Like you would expect like my mom being who she is to be emotionally supportive and, you know, talk to me and comfort me. My mom was never like that towards me. Ever? Ever. Ever. Like, I didn't get along with my mom until I was about 17. Mm. My mom and I were stubborn women. Like, we would, we always butt heads. So you are pretty similar. Is that why? Because yeah. I, I had the same kind of thing with my dad when yeah. I was growing up. And then my mom tells me all the time, like, every time I hear you talk now, like, the things that you say, you have the same mindset as your father. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing, though. Yeah, like, my, like my we mom... We too when we were growing up. Yeah, like, my mom, she... She would always be like, just be honest with me. Just tell me the truth. And when I would, she would unleash the beast. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like totally put trust issues in. If you tell me the like, truth, I promise I won't get mad. It's yeah, like, you promise exactly, you won't get mad? I exactly. promise. And like, you tell the truth at all. <laughs> yeah, How like, dare you? <laughs> like, I could, I could never call my parents and be like, I fucked up. I went to a party. I got drunk. Please come get me. Like, it was like, mm. I had to fend for my fucking self. Like, yeah. like I do not want to feel that wrath. Like, I don't, but I would continue to do it. <laughs> like, I'm hard-headed. But, um, yeah, like, my sister was there for me. Like, and when my mom had my sister, who's 13 years older than I am, my mom was got her divorce from her first husband, and she was a single mom working, I think, as, like, an accountant and a librarian or something, and she would have to bring my sister to work with her sometimes. And so my mom... Like, I get it. Like, me choosing to be a single mom, and my mom had to do it until she met my dad. Mm. Like, so I get it. You know, she's she was probably just thinking, oh, yeah, if I can do it, she can do it. Yeah. Um, like, my mom has her master's degree and everything, and she did it, you know, having my sister and my brother. And um, so I feel like that's where she came from. Like, that stemmed off from that. But, like, it was hard. I've always been treated like the oldest kid. I'm ne- I've never been the baby. Yeah. Well, I guess family. that is probably because they recognize uh, like what you were capable of because you showed it. Like you were hard headed, but you were also really hard working as well. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted something, you were going to get it. Yep. Whether it be good for you or bad for you. Oh, yeah. Aside from that, yours is your choice, but you still worked hard. So if you did work hard for things that are only going to benefit you, then you will go. You would go places, and you have. I mean, you've shown that already. I mean, yeah. look at where you're at now. Like, there's struggles still. There will always be struggles. Oh, yeah. But like, you still made progress, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you know? I, it took me forever. It took me two divorces, two kids. T- but look, look at me. I'm. I chose to stay in Japan after my second divorce, and I have my own house and my own car and. I pay my own bills. I work my ass off. I work three jobs. Like, you know, it's it's 
it's tough, but it's totally worth it because everything I have is mine. Yeah. And I don't owe anyone anything. Yeah, that's and that's saying a lot too. You don't want to be well. Most people, some people do, but I think that the majority of people that that understand the value of having that level of freedom of saying that this is mine mm-hmm. and I know that it's mine. I own this. This is things that the fruits of my labor, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people now in my generation, and I guess our generation, the generation coming up, they're just kind of like, they're okay with people just giving it to them. Like the entire generation are like trust fund babies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's, I, so, it's such a high sense of entitlement as well too. Yeah. I, and I hate that. Yeah. You know, like I, I never feel that way like ever and there's a lot of times that I'm going through struggles and I'm like I'm ugly crying and just in a really bad place and position and I'm just like I take that 30 minutes of crying and self-pity and then I just get over it like I'm I just I feel embarrassed and I shouldn't feel embarrassed because it's a totally okay to feel that way it is natural yeah but at the same time i'm just like i'm so much better than this like Mm -hmm. what is my next move to make sure that i don't feel this way tomorrow yeah like what that's 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 saying a lot too i can never ever give up Mm -hmm. because i'm not the type of person to give up but also i have i've you know kids that love me and depend on me you have a responsibility and like like for monroe he doesn't have a dad yeah. I'm his only parent. So if something were to happen to me, like God, Allah, whoever, like <laughs> they only know what would happen to my son. Yeah. You know, like it's it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. I, I think that I have a lot of respect for you because I know that when, when things get hard, a lot of people, they tend to just stay in that sense of, like you said, self-pity in your own words, right? Mm-hmm. And just depression. That yeah. Just how bad everything is at that, at that moment. But they they stay there, though. That's the problem. It's because there's something intoxicating about that high level of emotion. Yeah. Right? So it's like, think of it this way. It's really easy to experience pain in our life because that's around every corner. Mm-hmm. We already know it's coming. But how many people are seeking after love and joy and peace that's hard to come by, man. Yeah. You actually have to fight for those. Yeah. It's not you don't have to fight for pain. It's just gonna come inherently. Yeah. And it's now and nowadays yeah. it's just people they are always looking for the oh, what's your story and mine is worse than yours. Mm-hmm. Like they're constantly looking for that that sympathy, that that oh, feel sorry for me because I didn't, yeah, well, validation into yeah, the pain. Yeah, and it's, like, it's like everyone... Like it's a badge of honor or something. Everyone feels pain differently. Me, I'd right. rather be in a physically abusive relationship where I get my ass beat every single day than be in an emotional or mental abusive relationship. Wow. So you said that emotional and mental abuse is way, it's way more worse. damaging than physical. Physical yeah. pain, bruises heal, cuts heal, mm-hmm. broken bones heal. The stuff that people plant in your mind, yeah, that never goes away. And For no sure. matter how many people say, you're beautiful, you're, you're strong, you're kind, that one person that you dated or were with or surrounded, your best friend, whatever, and you're not friends anymore, 
you gave them your vulnerability. You gave them your heart and your soul and they screw you over. Yeah. And that's the only thing you can think of. And it just sticks in your head and stays in your head because negative energy is way more possessive than positive energy. It's so easy to feel happy. Like it, it, re- it really is. And some people really struggle with it. But well, happiness is really not indicative to, to your situation. Because I've seen people in like Uganda, Africa that are the hap- happier than anyone I've seen in America. Yeah, and they're carrying and buckets hey, on their head. Yeah, you know? they got like, nothing, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, they may not be like, they're still surviving, you know. And there's a, there's a weird, simple, it's like literally the simple life. But who knows when another rival tribe is going to come in and start hacking. Like there was this one kid that got his arm. His arm was severed. Like he's gone. Uh, gone. Mm-hmm. Happiest kid. Yeah. Like, happiest kid. And he yeah. was asked like, you know, so why are you so happy? He was like, because I'm alive and because I can try. And that was what was translated because he didn't really know. But that's what the, the, the translation was given to him. It was like. But that carries so much weight. Yeah. Because I'm alive and because I can try. So try, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Is to do better, to be better, mm-hmm. to progress. Yep. To, to try for what? As well, people are like, oh, well, try for what? I was like, well, start thinking. What do you think he means? Uh, well, if I had to make an assumption, it's probably like try to do better than what he's doing right now. You yeah. Know? And now it's all like we want that. Our generation, like you were saying, is like, we just want that given to us. Like, make my life better. I don't need to make my life better. You should make my life better. The government should make my life better. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, like no, you you have a personal responsibility of of going through the bad stuff to reach a goal that you've predestined for yourself. Yeah. Right? Yep. And if you believe in 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 a religion like like Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. So you believe that God gives you your your meaning and your purpose, and He has a plan for your life. Well, you still have to work with that, yeah, to find it. So a lot of people are like, "Well, I don't want to have some trans, you know, some transcendent deity telling me what I am, you know, yeah, and what I should do." But well, you still have to work with that. Yeah, you come to the conclusions. Like, how many times have you tried to convince somebody that they're wrong in something? It's if you just tell them point blank that they're wrong, it's really difficult for them to actually um, come to that conclusion and be like, "You're right." No, nine times out of ten, you gotta back guide it up. Them. Yes, you, you have, have to, to guide them. Be like, "Okay, so why do you think this? Yep. Why do you believe in that?" And then you gotta think, well, almost like you're trying to learn from them. It's like, so why do you? Why do you like? You know, you yeah. gotta get really into it. It's a it's a counseling strategy actually. Yeah, it's a therapeutic strategy. Oh, in therapy. That I've read for some people, not narcissists. But. Well, yeah, there's that's different. That, oh you gotta my go gosh! Into real like the the what is it called? The alienist or something like that. It's a or the mentalist or something. Mm. There, there's there are specific fields within yeah. clinical psychology that have to that deal with certain things like yeah. that. But as far as somebody who's a part of the general population that goes through the same things, yeah, you know, yeah, like that everyone else goes through. It's really like. It, that's it's just finding that responsibility and, and, and being able to guide somebody to the truth that they find within themselves. Yeah. Like, like the, for me, if yeah. I'm wrong, yes, I am a bitch. I'm going to be super butthurt if you prove to me that I'm wrong. Yeah. But guess what? Give me five minutes. I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. And I will own it. 
and I will learn from it and I'll take the new knowledge I have and just roll with it. Yeah, because learning things is hard because that means you have to for, you have to forget or recognize that you were wrong in whatever you already thought that you knew. Yeah. And that's hard to that's hard to do. It's, it's painful, man. Yeah, yeah. it's it sucks mm-hmm. it, because it people these days hate being vulnerable, and I totally understand why. There's so much hate in the world mm-hmm. that like I am terrified for my child. Like the reason why I chose to stay in Japan, my son doesn't know stranger danger. My right. son will run off in the street and you know, he'll play outside and I'll be inside and I don't have to worry about someone kidnapping him or stealing him or holding him around, you know, like yeah. I don't have to do that here in Japan. And it's sad to think that when I go home, I pretty much have to keep my child on a leash. Mm-hmm. May- well, no, that's that's entirely, well, it's not entirely, I'm not, I, I agree with you. It's definitely more dangerous in the States than it is over here in Japan because there's a, there's a level of culture here that's very respectful and mm-hmm. there's not a lot. doesn't mean there's not malevolent people out here, though. Oh, yeah. No, like there there's, there's, there's... But as far as the... You know, yeah, there's malevolent people a- anywhere you anywhere go. Anywhere you go. But as far as the... Like, there are helpful people here and that's a part of the culture. Like, mm-hmm. if they saw a kid walking down the street at that level... well. I don't know. Some, no. of these, some of these kids actually, you know, well, they'll get on the train and they'll go to school and do all that stuff. They're like barely Two. walking. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, but if they asking for help, people will help them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But in the States, like if you ever did that in New York City and walking down and, you know, you're like, excuse me, where, where do I go for this street? They'll look they at you even, like you're crazy. Not, not even that. They won't even recognize your existence. Yeah. Have you ever walked around in a big city like that? Oh, my gosh, dude. People just do. They are just one track to like face forward. Keep walking. Like, yeah, not, don't bother me because mm-hmm. I'm doing stuff or whatever. You know? Yeah. So they're, they're like, no who are is, you yeah. to talk to me? That's why that's the crazy thing about urban areas, too, is like the. The stats behind a, the the feeling of loneliness and suicidal like rates inside big cities where we're all supposed to be together, yeah. right? Yeah. But then versus like you know small town USA, where everything is like you know it's very relational. But it's because when you have you have so many people together like that, and so many people have been hurt by other people, then it's even more lonely when you're surrounded by people, but you don't trust anybody else because of your pri- previous trauma and pain Yeah, for being slighted or yeah. used. And so. that's, that's one thing that I've been in so many different kinds of abusive relationships. Cause I'm, I'm legitimately like captain save a hoe. If I see a broken person, like <laughs> I, I thought that I was an actual I was like what book is that no like, like <laughs> you're like Captain Save-A-Ho. I'm Captain save <laughs> like if I see a broken person like I want to get to know that person and why yeah. they're broken and I want to try and fix it no matter how or much help them fix it yes you know? but and like a lot of the time I end up dating them oh okay. and it it no matter how much it hurts me I know that I'm stronger than that person and I will always and forever heal from it. No matter how bad that moment is, if like the relationship ends or the friendship ends or whatever, I know that I can overcome it. My broken hose, though, (laughs) like they, you know, they may not necessarily be able to overcome it. 
you know that's on them though it is if you were able to take responsibility for what's going what's going on in your life and by your own decision and your own hand on mm-hmm. some of them some things just things just crap just happens you know yeah but some of the things you even recognize is like well i didn't make the right decision there you know yeah. but you took responsibility for it and you moved on mm-hmm. and you learned the lesson right so after five they, times. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't matter when you learn it as long as you learn it. You know, yeah. <laughs> some people have an affinity for figuring things out, I guess, Aww. you know. So uh, no judgment here. Trust me. Because, I mean, I've, I'm, I don't think, I think that if you ever feel like you're in a position to where you're completely good, right? Like, I, can't, I couldn't want for anything else, right? Mm-hmm. I think that you're lying to yourself because there's always something more that you want. Look at people that are like rich and famous when they have, they want for nothing as far as, you know, materialistic, like materialistic stuff. stuff. But look right? at how but many wh- of them have drug addictions exactly. and because they, they keep trying mental- to get more materialistic stuff to fill the void that they were already trying to pursue beforehand. Exactly. But once they get to that point, they need to start pursuing things that are outside of that. Yeah. You know? Yes. And can, here's this goes back to what I was saying. Well, what I wanted to say was the difference between the opposite. Okay, so if you had to define what love really is, what would your description, what would your... Of like, love be? Yeah, what would your dictionary term, how would you describe what love actually is? As far as definition. Being, caring, and patient, and understanding... And just being open mm-hmm. to someone and not being judgmental towards it. Yeah. Like, for me, I love unconditionally. I will try for a relationship no matter how many times I've been hit, called a name, cheated on. I will stick in that relationship because I, I always have hope and I don't lose my hope. I don't lose my faith that it'll get better. Mm. Which is a burden on me. Yeah, because there's a line. Yes. You know, but sure. what that line is for me, I don't know. Okay. I don't. Because I I have friends that I've been friends with for years. And we just have a falling out. And if that person called me tomorrow and was like, hey, I need help. I need a ride. I need $100. I need, I'd be like, okay. Fine, cool. I'm very forgiving, and We're understanding too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I, I just unconditional, like my my. Well, what that is the the true definition of everything that you just said, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't, I don't mind me interjecting Mm-mm. on that, is selflessness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, what would you think the opposite of love would be? Most people would say hate, right? What do you think it really is? The opposite. Where have you felt the most pain by somebody else, and what were they doing that caused you that pain? Betrayal. Where that? Where does betrayal stem from? Do you think? Mm. Why do people betray? What's their reasoning behind it? What do they do it for? Because they're selfish. There you go. Mm-hmm. What's the opposite of love? What is love? Love is selflessness, right? Yeah. So what would the opposite of love be? Being selfish. Selfishness. Yeah. Right? There you go. So knowing that helps you be able to see if somebody truly does love you. Are they acting in a selfless manner? Doesn't mean that they don't have boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have self-worth and value. Like, look, I'm sorry, I can't do that. 
I want to, and I would love to help you out. But right now I have other prior things that I need to be taken care of to help myself out. Mm-hmm. And that's not in a selfish sense. And you can tell I've that. I've never said that to anybody. What? Like hearing you say that. Mm-hmm. Where but if you just, if you show that, they, it'll blow their mind. If you actually were able to talk to them like that. Yeah, like I... To really comprehend what you're talking about. Like I will... I I can go back and think about friendships that I've been paper thin. And I'm still like, yeah, I'll do that for you. Yeah, like, and I jump on it. No matter how drained I am, no matter how much it's draining towards me, I just go. Like, I'm just like, okay, I got you. Like, whatever. Like... I got your back, no matter what. And I've been walked all over and stomped on and bulldozed so many times. But I just, I cannot help it. I have to be there for people. And I want to say it's validation for myself worth. I'm a good person. But you shouldn't have to convince yourself that you're a good person. If you're already acting it out and you can see it's... That. I know, but for me, it's all mental and emotional. Right. So if I okay. like, I have to do it. I'm stubborn. I have to do it multiple times, no matter how much I'm like spread so thin. I have to continue doing it. Yeah. Well, that's another crazy thing that I, I, I want your advice. I want your take on this. Okay. So what? So uh, say as a. So you've met people that have been like, if you ask them, like, are you a good person? They're like, they'd be like yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So say that person is like, they've killed people, they've cheated people, you know, mm-hmm. but they can justify it because there's things that in their life that pretty much is justifiable. Like you can, you can justify pretty much anything. You mm-hmm. can justify murder. We see it all the time in all these yeah. movies. Like even protagonists inside TV shows or movies, you're like, man, they do a lot of bad stuff. If I met them just randomly... And I didn't understand their backstory. Like I'd be like, this some this person is evil. But if you watch it from their perspective in a movie, it mo- like you know, cinema sense, right? Mm-hmm. And you're really walking in their shoes. You start to understand why they're coming from that. That's why. That's where grace comes in. But anyway, I'm me- smiling right now because people hate me when I say this. So, like for instance, chomos and pedophiles in jail. Mm-hmm. I do not agree with it. If someone were to ever touch my child or any child right. and I knew them, oh my God, the things I would do. You wish for the death penalty is what you're saying. Exactly. Right? That's justified. But, yeah, or or sure. fuck yeah. animal testing. F- fucking use them. Use, use them. <laughs> that's like, not a bad idea too. Actually. I mean, that's, yeah. that's justice because yeah. they took the innocence of this child, right. this innocent person. Like, fuck them. This is, you already understand that this is an but, inherent morality that we all share. Yeah, but is, the thing is, is people hate me for this because, like, I don't agree with that, but I get it. Like, I I understand that. Understanding doesn't mean that you agree with it. Yeah, you know no, but I mean? people confuse that. But they shouldn't. It's like completely that they're not even related. Understanding why somebody hurts themselves like, or look hurts at every you serial killer. is something that you need to learn to be able to react to it Ted, in the future Ted day. Ted Bundy, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't agree with Jeffrey Dahmer killing animals. Absolutely. I don't. I do not agree with that. I don't agree with him picking up hitchhikers and drugging them mm-hmm. and, you know, 
doing things with them and then chopping them up into little pieces and eating them. I don't believe in that. Yeah. But I get it. Like I. Well, yeah. You'd be like, well, it's because of trauma or something that happened to them. I'm sorry about that. Something that happened to them in a previous time. You know that. They, like I said, it's like it's all justified. Yeah. And. But that doesn't mean that it's right. No. So that's what I was trying to go back to. What I, uh, going back to my question was. Do you think somebody who does kill or is like says it's a hitman or something like that, but you were able to, if you were able to see everything that happened in their life and they consider themselves to be a good person, but they have a reason for what they're doing. It's like just cause. Are they wrong or are they right? Are they good person or are they a bad person? Right? Mm-hmm. The deal is like, that's where like, if you ever watched, and I really like this and a lot of people don't. And I have, I, okay, so. Well, not, I didn't say a lot of people don't, but a lot of people have, some people haven't seen it. Um, you know, the Marvel universe, right? So mm-hmm. Daredevil and, and yeah, yeah. So the Punisher, they had like a, they kind of collabed on the TV series, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there was a conversation that they had in the second season of Daredevil where the Punisher was introduced, right? And he, he you know, they come to a, a, a confrontation, uh, the Daredevil does. And Daredevil's mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a Christian Catholic, Right, but he only beats up people, and he kind of like Batman style, mm-hmm. right? Um, so he's like the Batman of the Marvel universe, kind of, and so he doesn't kill anybody because he believes in the redemption. You know that there's the reason why someone was led to do those things, but they had to choose to do it. Are they good person? Are they right? No. Are they justified? Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Maybe. So. You know, it could be the family that they were brought up in. So he has a lot of grace for them. Doesn't mean he won't beat the crap out of them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't mean he doesn't believe in justice. Yeah. But the punishers are like, bam, I'm going to kill them. Pedophiles, I'm gonna, bam, I'm going to kill them. Right. Yeah. Because at least they won't get back up and be able to have a chance to do it again. Mm-hmm. That's a hard, that's a, that's a really hard thing to, to argue really. Yeah. You know, but then again, it comes down to who am I? Who am I to be the judge? Now, that's why yeah. we have government set up and justice systems set up. But then yeah. when those are corrupt, then what do you do? Man, this is a crazy... <laughs> like, yeah, no, like... You, you, I see where you're coming from, though, when there, it comes there's to... There's nothing... I agree with you. There's but, nothing you, yeah. can, you can do. You right. know, like... But even if I went out because the justice system was so corrupt and I killed them, I still believe that I wouldn't be a good person anymore. Because that's, it's still not right. Whether it's justified or not, and that's the that's the difference I was trying to make. Yeah, like for for me, there's like the whole like abortion, pro-abortion thing. I'm, not, um, I'm against that too. I'm pro-life for sure. Like, but I mean, we can get into that. We don't have to get into it yeah. if you don't want to. No, but I, I, I don't yeah. mind that conversation. Yeah, I for me. Either. I wish people wouldn't get abortions because I know so many people that have been trying for so long to have kids. I think we should fix the adoption system. Yes. Why why can you pay $75 to adopt a dog? Yeah. But then you have to pay 50 grand to adopt an unwanted child. Right. That makes no fucking sense. Because children have more value. Well, no one wants them. Why don't you just let me have them? And then, (laughs) like, like, especially, like, the gay community, the the strife they go through. Because 
they can they be can't such procreate, good man. parents. They can't procreate, so yeah. what are they going to do about it? And then they know? get they get shit on and, and smashed because they go through like sperm donors and stuff. Yeah. And then people turn around and they're like, well, they should have just adopted. Well, don't make adoption so fucking expensive. Yeah. Do you know how many kids are in foster care? Mm-hmm. Now like, I get like back background checks and things like that. Get, it's like yes, no, at the level of like I, even it should be even bigger than like guns and stuff like. So if that's the you know if if background checks, yeah, but as far as you should just be able to sign papers, you know, yeah, like it is in getting a notoriety when you're going to get notarized, like yeah. something notarized. Just like go to the courts and be like, hey, I went to this adoption center uh, agency and I, I met this this child. We had a real strong connection. And I want to take care of this child. Yeah. You shouldn't have to pay for that. You're already going to have to pay yeah. to take care no, of No, but them. like, I believe, I believe they should be background checked. You know, they should talk to a psychiatrist and a therapist to make sure that, you know, they are in the right mind state to, you know, adopt a, a child. Because mm-hmm. there are some people that just want to get pregnant just because. Right. You know, like... So I, I agree with all that. They need to go through like therapy and, and those kinds of things as a positive note, not as a negative. Yeah. And like I believe that people should be able to adopt. Yeah. Well, like, I mean they are. It's just No, but like it's so reason, strenuous yes. to where it's easier to just go and get pregnant. Yeah. Or it's easier to just like, you know, Yeah, I don't but know. like like abortion, I I get the circumstances. I've considered it, mm-hmm. you know? But then, like, even coming here, I know four couples. Here's the deal. Here's my thing when it comes to the abortion thing. And I just want to say this before mm-hmm. you continue. So remember, write it down. Yep, got you it. Remember where you're going. Got I it. Give you a notepad for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mean to interject, and I'm sorry, but I have to say this. Okay, so think of it from your perspective. Like, well, so you've been through a lot of bad things in your life mm-hmm. right and you could have been born in even a worse environment than you are now mm-hmm. uh, well look at all the third world countries right yeah so they're they're getting born into does that mean their life has no value and they should never have been born because they're going to go through suffering is that who are we to say that that life doesn't have value because you don't want it to suffer as if it's it's a, a gift to end it before they have to suffer I've already suffered. Do I think that I should die tomorrow? No. No. I'm going to suffer in my life. Should I die? Should I just kill myself now because I I can't go through that suffering or it's not just that I'm going to be able to go through that suffering? No. So using that as an excuse to kill, to take away a life or a potential life, even mm-hmm. if you don't agree that it in the fetus, if mm-hmm. it's actual life yet, if it actually... So where did you put your value on life is my my question. So that's where I stand. So okay? for me... You can't end a life just because of the potential suffering that might be in, induced. So for me, there's a like a traveling exhibit called the Body Exhibit. And it was in Hawaii. Really? Yeah. Um, it, it's everywhere. Like they travel around. But, what is it? So the Body Exhibit is real life bodies... Um, that are preserved to show anatomy. There is a baby section of, I think, like a six-week-old fetus, a 10-week-old, like all the way up to a preterm baby. Yeah, like 20 baby. weeks. Yeah, because they're trying to make it to where it's legal for 20 weeks plus. Yeah, I do not 
if you wait that long, like you should know already from yeah, the get go. Like, well, I mean, like you said, it took you three weeks to figure out whether you were going to do it or not. And yeah. you were really contemplating it. Yeah. But three weeks, so that was like it, right? Yeah. And so, so that's still first time, right? I don't even no, know. No, I was four months pregnant. Oh, really? Unless you say, so, you, oh, so no. you were already pregnant. It took three weeks until you figured out. Yeah. Because, like, with Jameson, I found that I was pregnant in nine weeks. Okay. Oh, so you didn't know until. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah. Most of the time, you go past 20 weeks before some people even recognize that they are pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but like for me, I, I understand why people do, especially like, okay, the young girls that get raped. Like if I ever had a daughter. Yeah. Those are extreme cases too. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I I feel like they should have the right to choose, but also. I think if you fix the adoption problem, like we talked about, then they, they would know that their baby is in good hands and they wouldn't be able to deal with them. But if they actually I think more often than not, and this is all my opinion, I could be wrong, but I think more often than not, as soon as they actually give birth to the child, right, and Mm -hmm. they're able to hold it, there's going to be a weird maternal instinct that comes over them to where they're like, you know what, I don't care that that happened. This is something that's good to come out of it, you know? Yeah. Maybe. That's not every case. Yeah. But even with that, I feel like... There's still room for redemption in everything. Like you said, you believe in hope, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe in hope too. Mm -hmm. And I think that them giving it up is going to be more of a mistake. Well, not even giving it up, but if they give it up, that's great. But just completely ruining the potential. Yeah. Right? Man, dude, that's, that's a big choice. And I don't think that it's right. Whether should it be legalized or not, that's different. Because I think it's more about your individual value for life and your own morality it should not be policy that throws it out there so i don't agree with it if a laws were if laws are passed where you can't get an abortion i wouldn't bet an eye but if laws are passed that they you can have a choice i don't think it's good but i'm not going to like protest i don't know man yeah like because i think it's up to uh, people and i'd rather meet people where they are on an individual level than try to raise a flag or raise a sign and be like you're going to hell because you're ending lives yeah do you know what i mean yeah because that's not going to change anyone's mind man yeah so anyway i don't agree with it but when it comes to policy there's nothing i can do about that yeah all i can do is vote if i did yeah but that's that's one thing like People got so upset and you saw it all over social media about the abortion thing, the abortion mm-hmm. laws, whatever. And I don't agree with 20 weeks. Like, that is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like, that is just, that's, like, your baby is fully formed. Yeah. Like, if you gave birth at 20 weeks, yeah, he'd be in an inky, but he would live. He, he had an 80% chance at living. Yeah. You know? And... So I feel like it needs to be younger than that, but you know, like some some people they think they can do it, they think they can do it, and then all of a sudden they're six months pregnant and they get laid off, their boyfriend, husband leave them for someone else, they're That's happened to you though. Kind of. Yeah. Did you just decide you wanted to drown your child because of that? Did that ever cross your mind? No. Then why is that justified when well, it's not born I, yet? You I, 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 mean? I had to. But the thing is, is like I didn't choose right away. You right. know, like I was 
I was pregnant and I, he left me and I waited almost a month Mm -hmm. and I did some really fucked up shit while I was pregnant and I don't regret having my child at all whatsoever. Like I embraced it. I did all of the cute little prego classes and (laughs) got like the pregnant yeah, that sounds outfits and stuff, you know, like I, I embraced it and I did it. I had my sister threw me a beautiful baby shower. I was so proud of myself because I bought all my baby stuff by myself. And like, I don't regret it by any means. But also having a carrying a baby full term yeah. is very emotionally and physically draining. Yeah, I can. I can can imagine, but I really can't. (laughs) And then actually having the child and working that hard at carrying it and having it and then having to give it up, that's a hard decision too. Yeah. That's probably even more difficult than just going into the clinic and ending it, you know? But do you think that if it was completely illegal, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's such a bad thing for them to carry to term? And birth it if they fix the adoption system. No. Okay. Do you think that the majority of people, do you think that more people that would, would you think that, well, here, I'm trying to articulate this. Well, no, the thing is, is like adoption isn't really difficult. Like. Giving your child up for adoption. No, like, no, like, so like, look at, okay. I know it's just, I know, (laughs) I know it's just a movie, but like Juno. Mm-hmm. She literally posted it, or people, she found some a couple to adopt her baby out of out of a paper. Yeah. People do that crap all the time. It's like trading Pokemon cards. Exactly. <laughs> it's sad to say, but it is. Like, that's, yeah, that's a real is. bad comparison. And, and people some, are going to make bad people. And some people, <laughs> like, just are, like, here. Yeah. Like, and willing to, like, just give it up. Mm-hmm. Like, look at all the babies that their mothers were addicted to heroin while pregnant. And yeah. all that stuff, you know? Like, they don't want it. Right. Well, that, that's fine. But don't end it, is my question. Is, is where I stand. It's like, okay, so you're, you you obviously cannot handle it. Okay, I'll recognize that. You recognize that. That's fine. That doesn't mean that you should end it, though. Because, I, I mean, honestly, if they fixed it or I've had the potential and I've looked into it, for me, well, for one, me being a straight white man, it looks really weird for me trying to have a kid, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm not in a relationship or I'm not married, but I would, I think that I would, I would, I would be completely open to adopt, man. Yeah. But looking, just doing the limited research that I have into that system mm-hmm. and trying to make it happen. It's all run by states and counties and like, you, it's really difficult. Yeah, and so difficult. the sad thing is, is I don't under I don't understand why they don't make adoption more feasible when they put these kids in foster homes that the state is paying them to keep the children. Mm-hmm. Like, right? How well, does they, that not yeah well, take a toll? Like, well, I when it comes to the foster system, there's def, that's another thing that needs to be um, addressed. But I don't think it's a bad concept. I really don't because I looked into it and I don't think it's a, a horrible concept to, okay, so if you're looking towards adopting, so think of it this way. So mm-hmm. at the uh, pause, right? So to, to get a cat mm-hmm. or when I was trying to get a cat there, right? Yeah. I went to, I went to pause and they were like, okay, so you met this cat, you like the cat. Well, you have to come back for three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Spend time with the cat. Mm-hmm. 
so that we know that you're going to make it happen. So it's the foster system is kind of similar into that. Before mm-hmm. they can let you adopt, they have to make sure you have to come back for screenings. They have to do background checks, you know, and you got to be put into a foster care where there's somebody, a social worker, is going to come and check on them, mm-hmm. make sure they're good. And even after you adopt, there's still going to be a social worker that comes and checks on the environment, right? There's bad things that have happened within that. Yeah. Right? So but for I think instance, people I'd... always look at the worst and things that have happened but i think the foster system and its essence most people most people do it right some I've, people I've, take advantage of it yes. but most people do it right i've seen foster homes like kids that come out of foster homes that love their foster homes that love their foster families a lot of the foster families they do end up adopting some of the kids yeah um but also like you you look at i know this is just a show but no, shameless fine. yeah like when Debbie was in foster, that foster house, mm-hmm. like, and she was making them make bracelets and shit for food, you know, like that does happen. Yeah. You know, like look at, so I watched um, this series on Netflix called Inside the Criminal Mind. Yeah. I've seen, I haven't seen it yet though. But oh, it's, on, like, it's so good. Yeah. The, um. Like it goes it's like in, documentary style, right? Yes. Yeah. And it goes in it's separate parts. So it's serial killers, cult leaders, um, drug lords, and there's one more. But like you you look at it and it's like these real people and they show the houses and everything. Yeah. And like the the police phone calls and stuff, they sh- they like show it all on this documentary. And it's it's crazy that these like these people who are kidnapped for ten years finally get the chance to escape, and like you you there's one episode for the um I think it's a serial killer one the uh or the child abductor uh episode or whatever where this little girl. Well, she's not little anymore, she's like, but she, yeah, she she's escaped. Like 14 or something, she right? escapes the house and she's like, oh, okay, "I've been yeah. missing for ten years. Like, oh, pl- I saw that. Like, yeah. please, like, help me. Like, like, my name is blah 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 blah. Like, but please, like, me, and my daughter need help. And it's like, what? Yeah, she was young, are you, man. Are you look at a Manson? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's or, crazy. or Jim yeah. Jones. Mm-hmm. He had his whole. He had a whole colony of people. Oh yeah. And he he had them kill themselves and their children. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are crazy. And oh, that stuff Oc- really see, does happen. Here's the deal is like the capacity for us, our own human malevolence and capacity for evil is way easier to find than it is love and selflessness. It's it's And it's isn't really that so difficult. sad? But, it, but the, here's the deal is like a lot of like... We are, but here's a, the main thing: is unless you have some really something really messed up, really messed up in part of you, and you can't make conscious decisions, you're clinically insane, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Aside from that, if you're not, there isn't weird like stuff like that. And I think that a lot of that has to do with spiritual too. There's a spirituality associated with that, but that that would take a little bit more time for us to break down in this mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah, but I'm down to talk about that like after, or we can continue that. But our capacity for malevolence supersedes our capacity to show kindness and love and virtue. And that's right? so sad. And that's why it's... But, but, but here's the funny thing is why is it so strange whenever we see that, though? 
whenever we read those stories, we're like, how? And I think it's because we have a moral framework that's already been pre-established and set foundational when it comes to even just Judeo-Christian values that mm. we were built on. But then you see other cultures, they're following the same values to an extent, right? And then things start to get twisted a little bit along the way, maybe, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, even people could argue that even Christian faith got twisted for a little bit there. But was that people or was it the actual, you know, yeah, the, the, the teachings? And that's where you see like the, the Quran, how that, if you actually read those, and those are hard to read too. I tried to, oh my God. But there is a shift in that. That's mm -hmm. why you see the radical you know muslim stuff it happened because like muhammad he shifted his mentality later mm -hmm. you know and some people would argue that well god shifted his mentality after the old testament to the new right well that's already pretty explained he never he was never unjust in all of that yeah it's just things had to be different until a sacrifice had to be made we make sacrifices all the time but anyway that's i'm still here sir, <laughs> talking about that but it all it all comes together though to to, to really explain that though like yeah. we're born into a world of evil and the capacity for evil is really easy to come by have you seen that show lucifer on netflix yeah, I've wa I watched it. Yeah, for sure. Do you like it? Okay, so here's the deal. I had this conversation with my brother because mm -hmm. he was like, okay, so you should not feed yourself things like that. Well, okay, I get that, Here's but here's the deal, right? There's, I have this, this, this thing to where I'm going to watch whatever it is for what it is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's not, like, my belief and my values are not so fragile that one thing one mm -hmm. tv show is going to sway me to change my entire you know perception of life and value and yeah. morality right yeah and the funny thing is watching that show it doesn't are they wrong and a lot of biblical stuff yeah i mean but no i already knew that yeah because <laughs> like, it doesn't like but here's but but anyway, I watched it for what it was, and I enjoyed it. It's the same thing with no. Harry Potter, right? Because so, like, I grew up like you can't watch Harry Potter. I was like, okay, why? Because we can't associate with witchcraft, right? So okay, so now you got to get into biblical turn of what witchcraft was, mm -hmm. and then well, if you look at Harry Potter it's and you not. look at actual the actual definition of witchcraft in a biblical sense, it completely separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like witchcraft in the biblical sense was like straight up Satanism. Yes, you know. Yeah. So I won't watch the chilling adventures of you know. Sabrina. Sabrina. Because, you won't? No, because it's so contradictory. I watched, that's the funny thing, is I watched the first like three episodes and I was like, this doesn't even make any logical sense from even her perspective. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, she doesn't want to join this evil thing that's all about death and curses and knows that she's going to be damned. Then why go through with it? Yeah. You know? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. It's like, I'm going to do it. And then she does it. And then she's all like, well, I'm still a good person. And I'm still going to act like I am. But all of her actions are contra contrary to what she's saying. Yeah. So, like, Lucifer in the show, yeah, okay. he's a fallen right. angel, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He did. But, and then he falls in love with the detective. Right. He falls in love with a human. Mm -hmm. How does he feel love? Mm -hmm. He's the king of hell. Right. Right. Like, how does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. The way that they try to portray it is that... And, they, and it, is a, it was a smart way that they tried to portray it, too. Because they tried to make a very human of what even, even the angels. 
they tried to bridge the gap between humanity and the angels, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. A lot of people have this misconception that angels don't have free will. It's not that they don't have free will. It's that they actually do see in every facet, in every dimension, who God is. They can without just completely dying. It says it yeah. in the Bible, right? Because like, we wouldn't be able to handle it. We would just explode. You, you saw that in something like the Ark of the Covenant, probably like, you know, um, Indiana Jones. When they touch it, they all just turn to ash because they can't even deal with the divinity of it. Yeah. Right? Like their, their, their physical bodies can't handle that kind of revelation. Right? So it doesn't mean he wasn't there, though. I mean, yeah. obviously, he yeah. got burned to dust. But that's not factual. Obviously, it's a story. But that's biblical, too, though. Yeah. You know? Like, you don't touch the ark. That was before, because that's where the, you know, God was housed. But anyway, when it comes to... That's why the rebellion between Lucifer, who was one, the most beautiful angel, right? Head of the choir, too. Like, that's why he plays the piano. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you may, you may miss in the show. That's why I enjoyed watching it. Uh-huh. I was seeing that kind of... Like, some, these, some of these writers, man, they've actually read. Like, I, I went to... A Lutheran school growing up kindergarten to third grade and then seventh, eighth grade, part of high school. And like my mom forced me to go to church. So I hated church Mm -hmm. because she forced me to do it. Yeah. Even as an adult, I don't go to church. My, My mother and my dad, they go to church every Sunday. You know, my mom... Um, she's, she's very Christian. Like my mom's a very sweet woman, but for me, I'm just, and yeah, I may be wrong on this, but like the Bible was rewritten so many times. Oh yeah. There's definitely, there's translational things, but here's the deal. That doesn't mean that what's written isn't true. Why don't you go in and actually do the research to find out what is the real translations? And that's yeah. what I've been doing to yeah. see the Hebraic translation. I had to do that. Yeah, no, to and answer I, a lot and of I, the questions. And I don't, that I, have. I don't believe that you know, like God or Jesus is a bad person. Mm-hmm. You know, every every fucking Easter, my family would watch Jesus Christ Superstar. Like that was a family tradition. You know, um, going to. Uh, Mass on Christmas Eve. That was a family tradition. You know, everyone in my family has had their first communion and baptismals. And, you know, like, I didn't get my sons baptized, so my mom baptized them. You know, like, um, and my, especially with my first son, my point of view was it won't hurt him to be baptized. But my ex-husband was very, like, like. God doesn't exist. Nihilistic. Yeah, like nothing, yeah. like no, nothing. And it's funny because his wife now goes to church yeah. and brings my son Jameson to church mm. every Sunday. And he's okay with that. Yeah. And I'm just like, my mom wanted to baptize Jameson or get him baptized and you wouldn't here's even the deal. do that. It's, like, it's the same thing. as like, you can it's tell not somebody. Hurt. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. It's like somebody who's really against something like that, right? Well, here's the deal. It's like, like say I'm not Buddhist or anything, right? But if a Japanese person came up to me and said, "I want to, I want to pray a, a a Buddhist blessing over you, and like ring this bell or whatever, clap, clap, yeah. or whatever, throw some shit in your face," I don't care what they say. They want to do that to bless me. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Because for one, you're showing value towards me. Yeah. And that still follows my belief. So right? I had to now, get. Now, there's a difference between like. 
if the baptism was a curse, right? Mm-hmm. And it was meant to be a curse. Obviously, no. You're not going to yeah. baptize my my baby in a blood bath for Satan exactly. or something like that. Like, obviously, that's malevolent. You don't want to like do that. Like, for me, I, ha- I had to put my dog down. Mm-hmm. My sweet baby, Caro, who was a retired military working dog. He um, he was in a wheelchair and all that stuff. He was. I love that dog so fucking much. And I only had him since February. I had to put him down at the beginning of this month. And I took him to a pet cemetery in Hachinoe to get him cremated. And it was the best experience because this man, this Japanese man, didn't speak a lick of English, like bowed down and prayed before he put him in the little doggy oven. Wow. And... I lit incense and he rang like uh, a gong and all that stuff. And it was just so beautiful how much he respected my, like me, my dog's not there anymore. It's just a physical Right, but he respected the life that was lived. Yes. And he showed value towards a life that has been lost. I came back a couple hours later and my dog was in an urn and I saw his ashes and his bones and he covered it up and he put it in this beautiful gold bag wow. and tied it up and the like respect that he had like he picked him up gently and like gave him to me and like bowed and like said a prayer and I took my dog home and I have my my dog's urn and ashes set up and I have his plaque next to it and his little like certificate thing from the military for retiring and like just the little things like that make me so happy. Yeah. Like and whether you agree with the you know, his religious faith and a lot of the traditions that he was doing, it's where was his heart in that? Exactly. And you need to be able to No harm, that. no foul. You, like you sh- Yeah, you shouldn't. Like same yeah. with my crystals. Hell, yeah. some people think it's it's hippie and it doesn't work, but It what, is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But like, just, yeah, it's it's playing. hippie as shit, no, I mean, and the it, essential oils shit. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> no, I mean, but like, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. If that's what makes you feel better about what you're doing, you know. But I mean, if it here's the deal: if it doesn't work, though, that work. Figure out what will work. You know exactly. I mean? But you can still have the crystals though because they look cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're you know they're I mean? pretty. And, and but, like, but if it is working, oils smell good. But that's the deal. You know? If it is working, then. Keep up, keep it up. Yeah, you, you know, you may, like you just, might be onto something there, like Watson. Just, and anything <laughs> you know? positive. Like, why can't people are so into social media and negativity, and they feed off of it? Why not feed off of something that could be positive? Yeah. Like, what's the harm in well, that? Not even that. Something that's proven its positivity, and and not just statistical realms, but even in your own life. Like, if it's if it's a affected you positively hasn't had any lasting negative effects well then it must be good right yeah right yeah now whether you believe in like a supernatural thing akin to the crystal stuff well that's on that's up to you and you can figure it out for yourself right yeah but if you ever feel like there's something lacking there well pursue something that's transcended from that yeah and, but doesn't mean you have to give up the crystals though like if that's me, a part of your style because that's the deal is like paul talks about this when it comes to talking to like um when in first and second Corinthians, mm-hmm. they, they, it was all tradition, like you're talking about. It was all like, well, Jesus 
came and he died and he resurrected and people saw this. This is historical fact, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, well, that's great. We're changing our faith and we're going to follow Jesus. Okay, cool. But they still use the same traditions that they were using before. Yeah. And then the Church of Corinth was talking to, to Paul, right? And they were like, should we allow them to do that? Because aren't we trying to figure out our new way of worshiping Jesus? And he was like, no, because whenever he died and he said that I'm going to send you my friend, which would be like the spirit. So I think it's like the chimney critic in all of us mm -hmm. almost, right? Yeah. I think that was there before, but it was way more prevalent now. And people that don't even recognize Christ still feel something about it. But that's just my own opinion. But regardless, that's a personal relationship. Where do you feel closest to you feel close to somebody that you're in love with or your family or your son, right? Yeah. Because you know them personally. You've spent time with them. Yeah. You know, seek me and you'll find me kind of thing. Your relationship with your son is going to be different from um, it, your boyfriend's or if your husband or your parents, their relationship with your son. Mm -hmm. Completely different relationship. Oh, yes. Do that mean that they don't love each other? No. No. But you have a deeper, and you have you spent time with him. And your relationship is going to be different than his relationship with anybody else. Anybody else. Oh, my life. son it's and the I. Same way with God, though. That's my what I son think. and I yeah. hate each other. <laughs> we <laughs> right now maybe we but fight. He's really young man. We fight yeah. like cats and dogs. Like we, we are just. But I can't blame my son because he is me. Like every, <laughs> he like looks exactly <laughs> like me. And I treated my mom the same way. I was a hundred times worse. <laughs> but like, I cannot blame my child. Yeah. Like, but it doesn't mean that what he's doing is right, though. No, it does you know? not. It so, does not. And he knows that. Like, yeah. he he's like me. He. I don't know what it's like to raise a child. But oh, I would, I've, I've, it's I've, horrible. I want to throat punch my son like ninety percent of the day. Yeah, well, when it comes to to, and the to thing disciplined is, man, like I think I think I have. So like these that. women that are like, oh my angels, my babies, bitch, shut the fuck up, okay? Yeah. First off, on Facebook, all kids yeah, are scary dude. On Facebook, <laughs> like, you're all like, what? look at my baby angels. Like, no, you know, at least two, three, four times a day, a day you're yeah. you hide in the bathroom and you want to be like. Get this Fuck hellion out this. of my house. Fuck this little <laughs> crotch goblin. What did what did I create? No. And I'm sorry, but like like birthing a child, these beautiful stories you see. No, it is not fucking beautiful. No, scary, it man. is disgusting. It is gross. It is it's painful. A it's a horror show. But that's what adds the value to it though. It's like you went through all of that for something that's beautiful that came out of it. Because like I said, life, and then is, they just, life is suffering. Well, to gain to get anywhere in the world, you and have then to they suffer talk to back, get anywhere. They don't good. listen, they push your buttons. Yeah. It's just like it's it's a double edged sword. And people are gonna hate me for saying this, but I am a real mom. I am not one of those, oh, I, you know, I. A coddling. Yeah, I don't coddle my son. My son could fall or run into a sliding glass door, which he does on a daily basis. And he. <laughs> sliding glass yes. And he does not. He gets. Maybe you a, should take him to get glasses then. <laughs> I know. He has an optometrist appointment actually on the first. Look at you. But, <laughs> hey, man. I'm sorry I'm, I questioned you. I'm, I'm an doing it. That that's wrong. But, yeah, like, but like, honestly, like, I. I love my son to death and I make it known I love my son, but I also make it known that I'm a real fucking person and I do not coddle. And I, my, if my, if I taught my son to be weak in this world that we live in now, mm. I would feel like a huge failure. Yeah. Well, you failed him. Yeah. 
because you look at how he has to figure it out you look at how much hate there is in the world and it's just gonna grow and it's sad to say that but it's true it's just gonna freaking right it's gonna freaking grow and Mm -hmm. my get best believe my son will throat punch that hate because my son although he is stubborn and hard-headed and a pain in my royal ass that kid is the most loving, sweet, caring, kind child. Yeah. Like finding a sitter for my son is not hard. Yeah. He's M- just learning, dude. Yes. Like that's the he, deal. He's but- learning his personality. He's learn and who am I to be like, no, you need to be this way? No, I am I'm very much understanding and I'm like, Mo, why do you feel this way? Mm. Why, why are you feeling upset right now? Oh, I that's actually why, I have a lot of respect for that. Asking why, the child why, man, why, and most of the time, like it'll take him a couple times, but most of the time he's like, "Mom, I miss my dad." There you go. Mom, yeah. I don't like that you say no to me. Mom, I don't like that you have to work so much, and I have to go to the babysitter. Yeah. And I tell him all the time. Like, I can't tell you how many times a day my son, my son says, I don't love you. Mm. You don't love me. He doesn't you don't, understand the you, weight of that, though. Yeah. And I tell him all the time, I'm like, baby, I love you. I will love you forever. Well, no one acting, will ever. Yeah, you're acting it out, too. No one uh-huh. will ever love you like I do. But that's why mommy has to do the things she does. That's why mommy has to work all the time. That's why you do have to go to a sitter. That's why you do have to go to school. Mm-hmm. Mommy has lots of jobs. Your one job is to learn and become a kind, caring person. Yeah. That's your one job. You don't have to worry about going hungry. You don't have to worry about cooking, cleaning, nothing. That's mommy's jobs. Yeah. All you need to worry about is becoming a smart, intelligent, kind person. Yeah. All you need to worry about. And you know what? Whenever he gets to an age to where you can comprehend those things, mm-hmm. man, he's going to really, he, he, oh, his his tune would change. Well, it's going to, obviously. Yeah. But it's going to, dude, I can't, I, I want to, I want to, I hope that we stay connected in the years to come because oh, I actually want to see how, like, because I, I have good, I have strong hopes that he's going to turn out awesome. And you're doing a great job so far. I'm trying. But I mean, man. we got to wrap this one up, though. Yeah. But I mean, next time I want to, I want to bring her. I want to bring on Rachel because I want to talk to you about about dating and how that has impacted your life. When it comes to, <laughs> I know it's a that's it's a, a great fun, topic. That's a fun topic. We were supposed to tie it into this one, but man, we just got we just started diving into some oh yeah a lot of stuff. But I mean, I'm, we I can love never this. stop yeah. talking. We can talk about anything for sure. I have to keep looking at them like they're like, oh crap. I'm, I'm going over <laughs> on time, man. <laughs> but anyway, it's all it's always we're always know. entertaining. Oh, for that's sure, for sure. sure. You're you're always welcome to come on anytime, man. I mean, anytime that you're you're available. People are gonna on. hate me, but I care. Oh, people I probably can hate you, man. <laughs> It's a, the deal is like okay, you hate me, then like like you just did with your son. Okay, why? Yeah. And then okay, so why do you feel like this? Or okay, so I can recognize that that has. A, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, as long as you're willing to explain to me why, and we can have an actual civil discourse, then I'm okay with changing my tune and learning new things and oh, maybe yeah. being wrong. I'm all right with being wrong. So, yeah. So don't worry about people hating you. 
whatever. Just they have no on, impact on my life. Exactly. Well, they okay, don't pay my yeah. bills. They Haters don't. gonna hate, man. Yes, yes, <laughs> right. very true. Well, anyway, guys, thanks to you for turning for tuning into this one. If you want to leave a, a question or a shout out or anything, go to lostowlpodcast at yahoo.com and drop me an email, and then I can give you a shout out or what, whatever. I'll address it on the next the next podcast the episode that I have out if I. If I have any emails, I'll read them off, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you want to find this episode specifically, you can go to Lost Owl Podcast at, um, well, lostowlpodcast.com. And that's where everything is hosted from. That's my website. And you can Love also it. find this on I, on Spotify. And then iPodcast, which is like... It's, yep, that's it's, what I have yeah, you on. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's iTunes, but it's like a different app now. It yeah. used to be iTunes, now it's iPodcast. So look it up, rate it, and yes, comment please. it. Because I need those. Yes. <laughs> to be able to get this and out any there. questions or concerns or whatever you have, let Trent know. He will relay the messages to me and I will we can address explain next, or next address. Yeah. yeah. Next episode. Yeah. yeah. For sure. This Thank is fun though. Oh, it was it? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Say, say goodbye to everybody and say you'll be back. Bye everybody. I will be back if you want me back. If not, totally understandable. Doesn't matter. You're still coming back. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about you. Nope. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.